0: Hey everyone and welcome to the AdCast, the podcast for the study of modern visual culture. We... All the crystal
1: gems, gems. will <laughs> always save the day, and if you think we can't, we'll always, always find a way. way. That's why the people of this world believe in
0: garnets, amethyst, and, and pearls. And
1: wow, you actually sung it. I didn't expect you to.
0: Well, it's punctuated like that, right? Like you know, you kind of I mean, have that's... to. The, the song is implied.
1: That's that's true. I must be like I should have sung too. Now,
0: oh well, I sang well, a little out of tune, so maybe we can spare our listeners.
1: <laughs> okay, that's that's fine then.
0: <laughs> yeah, this week at stands for alien tyranny because we'll be talking about Steven Universe, as if you didn't already know from the intro.
1: <laughs> that's I mean it's it's true. It's true. <laughs> that was the most obvious it could possibly have gotten. <laughs> So it has so, been a long time since we've only recorded
0: a little bit along a bit,
1: <laughs> a, a little bit of a long bit. Well, technically, because we recorded the bonus cast, it has been not a long time since we've recorded, but it's been a long time since we've recorded at cast proper. So,
0: yeah, it's basically been a long time since our viewers have probably heard from us out uh, excluding the bonus cast.
1: That's that's true. We we are pretty much just have been MIA forever. I mean we left like a, a note on the fridge just like, Hey, <laughs> you're not gonna be here. Uh be back at some point.
0: <laughs> but for the people who don't use or ever are on Twitter it's like we abandoned them like like the mom and hanibato
1: <laughs> i know i'm i'm sorry that we became hanabato mother have you wait hang on have you been watching that does that does that ever get resolved
0: uh i haven't watched the past like episode or two um at least like this past week's episode but i kind of mostly have stayed caught up
1: oh and, okay yeah so she doesn't come back
0: oh the mom You will see. (laughs) Okay. All right.
1: Well, the reason it's been so long is because I have been in Europe for two weeks and then I came back and then I spent like a week and a half pretty much doing nothing. And then I moved in Mm -hmm. to where I'm staying for school Mm -hmm. and I've just sort of been... Playing Valkyria Chronicles uh-huh, Four
0: uh-huh.
1: since since then. So you know, other than rather than doing anything productive like catching up on all the anime that I missed or mm-hmm. editing the bonus episode, mm-hmm. I just I just couldn't <laughs> stop playing Valkyria Chronicles Four.
0: It's okay. We all sin at some point.
1: <laughs> it's true. It's true. Well, what have what have you been up to? Because uh, I think I think what I've been up to is probably gonna take a little bit longer
0: yeah we'll we'll summarize your entire euro trip in a hot sec (laughs) Uh, But yeah i have been basically convention hopping a lot of small weekend trips uh i went to san antonio for san japan which was amazing it was so much fun and san antonio is beautiful the convention was like right next to the riverwalk because it was in the convention center so we got to like walk up and down the river walk in the evening it was all sparkly and pretty and nice. uh yeah um uh i also went to retro palooza this past weekend which is like a it's a smaller retro gaming convention up in dallas and it's mainly like a really big scene for like uh, uh youtubers who enjoy gaming and stuff so there were quite a few youtubers there uh and a lot of uh a lot of different types of merch and artists and stuff so that was a a cool experience um i also went to st louis for you know visiting frenzies and stuff like that and that was a lot of fun uh that was my first time going there so i got to do all the st louis things that i didn't know existed and We went up the arch, and I ate toasted ravioli for the first time, and that was yummy. And my friends took me to Fitz's, which is like a a bottling company, but they also have a restaurant. And so we got to have soda there while eating yummy food. Um... And yeah, and there was a whole lot uh, of D&D. <laughs> <laughs> An actual full day marathon of D&D, and that was freaking fantastic.
1: <laughs> Wait, you spent all day playing D&D? Yes,
0: the whole oh literal day. Like, we we planned this out beforehand. <laughs>
1: oh my god.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun. And uh, uh, my friend made uh, D&D themed pies. Like, one of them had a D20 pie crust and then the other one had like the D &D logo on it it was it was super freaking dope (laughs) wow yeah
1: i mean there was there was a time probably in high school where i could just play all day long but at this point i get a little tired
0: i mean yeah (laughs) we were all a little tired by the end
1: (laughs) i also don't like getting up early so i mean even if we did play all day that would all that would mean is we would play from like 1 p.m. to 12 a.m., right? Like
0: That's basically what happened, though.
1: <laughs> okay, all right. Well, that's, yeah. yeah, I think, I mean, I can still manage that.
0: Yeah, you could do that. <laughs>
1: yep. Yep.
0: Yeah, so that was a lot of fun. And that's what I've been up to.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually started my own D&D campaign uh, <gasps> again <gasps> because... Uh, my normal group we will rotate, and uh, because I wrapped up the the campaign a little while ago, we've been playing my friends. Mm-hmm. But we also have—I mean, most of my friends also just go to the same school that I do. Again,
0: uh-huh. because
1: I mean, <laughs> I don't know why it worked out this way, but it did. Mm-hmm. And because we're all in town, we just started uh, an extra D and D group, sort of like our bonus cast. Ah, so I've been I've been heading that one. It is. Uh, it is based off of the Meiji era of Japan. It takes a lot of notes from Roni Kenshin, from Gintama, and I basically put it together because I've just, I mean, I i, I had just binged Rurouni Kenshin, so I was like, well, I might as well.
0: Man, I want that. I want some feudal Japanese goodness.
1: Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's pretty interesting, uh, but so far all they've done is fight goblins, so...
0: <laughs> feudal well, Japanese goblins, yes.
1: Well, I mean, they're foreign, so, you know, it's okay if you just oh, no. destroy them.
0: Foreign goblins, you're adding to the xenophobia, man. Yeah.
1: Well, they're they're foreign interdimensional maybe question mark goblins.
0: Still xenophobia,
1: right? I mean, this this is what Gintama's about. Aliens come in and they're just like, this is my house now.
0: You're not wrong.
1: Yeah. So, that will be uh th- I think that'll be fun. Yeah. But, um my friends are Doing maybe the most ridiculous thing that I've ever seen them do with D&D characters. And that's really saying something. Yeah. They're all playing wizards. (laughs) And the thing you have to know about wizards is that with enough time and money, they can copy spells from other wizards. Oh, no. (laughs) And so they're just just aiming to basically get every spell in the game. (laughs) So, you know, that's what I have to deal with.
0: I feel like battles would take so long.
1: <laughs> no, no. Well, okay. Yes and no. Because okay. <laughs> the, if if they're not prepared, sometimes mm-hmm. they will take like 10 minutes to choose a spell because, yeah. God, there's some indecisive jerks about it. <laughs> but, you know, other times it's just, oh, they're all grouped up. I cast Fireball and all the goblins die. So okay. that's. Right. It 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 is it depends on how prepared they are. If they know what spell they want to cast right off the bat, then the turn's just Right, right. But otherwise you know, they spend like fifteen minutes saying, Well, I mean I probably should cast this one, but if I cast this one, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway. (laughs) So that's interesting. That's interesting. And I have obviously been in Europe for I, I was in Europe for two weeks. Yes. I went I flew into Stockholm. Okay. In Sweden. And okay. I trained down to Lund, where my friend is staying for, um, what's it, who's he, what's it, it's like study abroad.
0: Is that also in Sweden? Yeah, in, okay. in
1: Sweden. It's like, it's like right next to Denmark, though.
0: I know very little European geography.
1: Oh, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I knew nothing about European geography until I flew over there and had to figure out where I wanted to go. Oh. So I got there. Mm-hmm. And I stayed there for a couple nights, and then I trained down to Denmark, and I hung out with some of my friends who live in Denmark. Wow! And then I stayed a night there, uh, and you then have a I lot of f-
0: European friends.
1: I, I do have a lot of European friends um, <laughs> because I also, after that, flew to Vienna, which is in okay. Austria, okay. and I stayed for like four or five nights with one of my friends that lives in Austria. Ah! Huh. And. Then I was like, oh, well, I should figure out where I want to go now. Probably, like, I think Italy, maybe. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go to Italy. Mm-hmm. And I flew down there, and I stayed one night in a hostel and one night with uh, somebody I had just met on the internet. Whoa. So I'm glad, I'm glad they didn't stab me. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh,
0: my God.
1: <laughs> they were they were friends with my friend who lives in Austria, so I wasn't too concerned about oh, okay, it. okay, okay. That's better. No, yeah. Um... And then I I stayed a night there and then I well okay so this is what you have to understand is mm-hmm. that I had to fly in to Milan and then I stayed a night in Milan okay. and then I trained from Milan about 3 or 4 hours to the place that I was uh staying at with uh my friend Okay. And then I had to go from there to Bologna which is another city in Italy. Okay. Uh, which took like an hour or two of, of training. And then uh, we hang out there. And then to catch my, my nighttime flight, I had to train from there to Venice. I didn't actually get to see Venice because I just wanted to get to the airport. Oh. Uh, but I got there eventually, safe and sound. Okay. And then from there I flew to Germany. So okay. I stayed in Berlin for two nights. Cool. I met a lovely Australian couple who had been traveling for like four months. Wow! Yeah, it was, it was pretty pretty wild. And then at some, I think the the person below me was was Korean. <laughs> uh, I couldn't tell because I never got a look at her face, but I could hear the unmistakable ringtone <laughs> of the chat app that all Koreans use called Kakao Talk. It was just Kakao Talk. I'm like, oh, that's a Korean. <laughs>
0: You should have uh, went and said hi.
1: <laughs> no, I was so I was so tired. Honestly, I was just done.
0: Oh, okay, that's fine then.
1: <laughs> I uh, then at some point she left, and mm-hmm. then a new person came in, and he was also Australian. So I was okay. just in a room with three Australians. Wow. Yeah, and then after exploring Berlin for a little bit, I flew back to Denmark, mm-hmm. and. I hung out with my friend in Denmark again okay. and then I I trained from uh I trained into Sweden and then from the city that I went to in Sweden which I'm not going to pronounce because every time I do it my friend gets really mad cuz he's Danish and he's he's just like this is a different friend mind you this is a friend that goes to school with me uh-huh but his family is Danish and he Tried to get me to pronounce this city eight times, and it just didn't, just didn't pan out. My mouth is not made for those weird European sounds. <laughs> <laughs> so I then took a night train from there all the way back up to Stockholm, and then I flew out, and then I got home, and I died. Wow. Yeah. What a whirlwind. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's true. I, I had some wild adventures. I almost got lost in Austria, because <laughs> I accidentally... Because I flew in at night, right? I flew yeah. in in the evening. Or I flew in in the evening. hmm And then I trained, but I took the wrong train. <gasps> and I ended up near the Slovakian border. Uh-oh. <laughs> and the trains had stopped running because it was so late. Oh, and no. And my phone was dying. Oh, no. And I, I, had, I, had, no, I had no data. Oh, so no. I had to I had to call my friend using like um, roaming data with AT&T, which is terrible because they charge so much and it's awful.
0: At least you yeah. had it.
1: Yeah. I mean, at least I had signal with which to call my friend. And yeah. they they called me a cab and I took the cab from there to the airport. And then I took another cab from the airport to his place. And I ended up spending 100 euros on cabs. Yeah. <laughs> but at least I got there and I was alive. Yes. And my phone didn't die. I was at about 2% when I when I got there. Oh my to, goodness gracious. To, to my friend's flat. So I didn't die, which is nice. Uh. But <laughs> it it did get quite quite close.
0: Oh my god.
1: There was I mean, yeah. I mean, I honestly I spent the most time in Vienna, so I like I have probably the most memories of it. Okay. And the one that stands out to me particularly is I was sitting in like an old old school Viennan cafe, mm-hmm. and there were people smoking everywhere because you mm-hmm. can smoke in restaurants in that country for some reason. Oh. Yeah, it's like the only one. <laughs> oh. But apparently, it's like the most Vienna is like the most livable city on planet Earth. So who knows? Maybe they're doing something right. <laughs> Okay. yeah but anyway, we were we were just getting, you know, smoked in this room, okay, like, you know, by proxy, yes, uh, and I was having a a gin and tonic, and Fly Me to the Moon came on a rendition of Fly Me to the Moon. Oh. And I was like, wow, this is this is it. This is like the picturesque European vacation.
0: You're in a room full of smoke. With yeah. sipping your little gin and tonic, you're probably you know because you went there by yourself, you're probably sitting by yourself. Well, I went uh, there with my friend. Okay, never mind. You were there with a friend. Good.
1: Yeah, because his his grandpa recommended the place.
0: Oh, that's which is, nice. Which is why we went. And then you got the nice "Fly Me to the Moon" in the background. That's lovely.
1: Yeah, I mean it was obviously picturesque, aesthetically, but yeah. also I was just like dying of tobacco smoke (laughs) but that's just how it is every time we would move like someone else would sit down somewhere else and the smoke would then like be right next to us again oh great oh well oh well but yeah that was that was an okay time i was actually an okay time and the rest of it i mean what can i say i made funny poses i took lots of pictures i ate lots of food that was mostly what i did
0: Hmm. as as is
1: the case for vacations (laughs)
0: sounds like you had some nice times and harrowing times
1: (laughs) yeah i mean it was only like one harrowing time other than like general anxiety about getting on the wrong transportation oh my gosh i only got on the wrong one once
0: that's really good considering how many transportations you had to use
1: yeah it was actually quite funny because i didn't really have a plan after you know getting to to sweden
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and I wasn't even really planning on staying with my friends until uh, I started talking to them and being like, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm in Europe. You want to, like, hang out? And oh my God. And they're just like, yeah, you can stay at my place, and I was like, cool. Oh, so that's I did. nice. But it meant that I ended up booking plane tickets, like, the night before or, like, two nights before and then train tickets, like, the night before and, and bus tickets the night. It was, like, it, it was... I really, really took it as I went, and (laughs) honestly, it kind of worked out. It was fine. (laughs) Shockingly, I know you made it work. (laughs) Yeah, the only the only plane tickets that were quite difficult were getting from Denmark to Vienna in a in a kind of reasonable fashion, okay, and getting from uh, Vienna to Italy. So, Mm. because. I was trying to find a flight and most of them just didn't exist. Mhm. And then when I went there, uh, it turns out that the flight that I was going to take was canceled.
0: Mm-hmm. So they
1: rebooked it for me in the afternoon and so I just I just okay, I was stuck in the airport from I got there at about like 6:30, right? Mhm. And I was there until 3:30. Wow. Which sounds quite harrowing, but to be perfectly honest, I just played Grand Blue Fantasy. <sighs> like, God bless Grand Blue Fantasy for just being the thing that got me through all of Europe. <laughs> yeah. I mean, of all the airports to be stuck at, like the Vienna one is probably the nicest airport oh. because there are plugs everywhere. Yeah. The the airport fare is actually quite good. I had a mm. I had a, a wonderful sandwich of some kind, uh with mm. some unidentifiable pork product. <laughs> it was like it was like if you had like gourmet spam. Mm. Cause it was like kind of the consistency of, of spam, but the outside was like properly smoked and tasty and there was cheese in it. And, oh, man, that sandwich was so good. I'm getting hungry just <laughs> thinking about it. I have a picture of it. <laughs> yeah. It was also really satisfying because he just carves off this, like, puck of meat from this big haunch. Whoa. So, yeah, that was nice. Man, and, that's legit. And also they have, like, really, really nice places to sit in the Vienna airport. There's, like, couches, essentially. Mm-hmm. But They're not quite couches, but they're made of, like, couch cushions but they're like they're almost like jungle gyms but made of couch cushions and you can just lie down on one Mm. and my goodness that was so comfy wow the comfiest i've ever been in an airport meanwhile the berlin one was just a shit show (laughs) (laughs) i mean okay it it is a an okay airport it functions but for some reason and i don't know why this is there isn't a single electrical outlet anywhere oh no i I don't know why there's just none. I couldn't find any, but you know what it was it ended up being fine. I brought my power bank with me. It was ten ten thousand milliamp hours, so it's basically like I can charge my phone like twice. Uh, unfortunately, when I got to Vienna, I just didn't have that either because you know i was in I was laying over in Berlin and Oh, that's right. I laid over in Berlin, but because my first flight was really late, uh, my second flight I missed it, so I had to rebook that one for the evening. And so I was there all day. And of course, that airport doesn't have any fucking outlets, so I had no battery by the time I got in. And then I got lost. And I mean, that day Mm -hmm. was also that it was all part of the same day, but it was quite harrowing.
0: That's a that's not a good day.
1: Nope. (laughs) Nope. But yeah, that was my <laughs> Europe trip. Uh, it was super fun, super exciting. I would love to go back and visit the countries that I didn't get to visit. Uh, yeah. I did not get to visit France, Spain, or the UK.
0: The big ones.
1: Yeah, I mean three three big ones. I I visited Germany and Italy, right? They're I mean, big I, ones too. I cut I cut a quite the quite the powerful tour at like you know through through Europe. You did. Yeah, it was. Pretty, pretty fun, pretty fun.
0: Nice, nice. Well, I'm glad I, you got back safe and you didn't get stuck at the Slovakian border.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did spend 100 euros to get myself out of that Ugh. fix, but you know what? Sometimes you just have to, to deal with that, I guess.
0: Sometimes you just have to be safe.
1: <laughs> yeah, Some sometimes I just want to sleep. Yeah. Which is how I felt. <laughs> I was like, I'm ready to die.
0: Oh.
1: Anyway. Let's talk about Steven Universe. Let's talk about Steven, Steven Universe.
0: Universe.
1: So, we're going to talk about Steven Universe. Mm-hmm. And you might be thinking, "Aren't you an anime podcast?" No. Actually no. We're we're not. No. We we have not only talked about anime. So,
0: listen, modern <laughs> visual culture.
1: Modern visual culture, it it includes includes western cartoons. But the question as to whether Steven Universe is anime or not, I would say why the fuck not? Yeah. I mean, I think it's an anime.
0: They reference Ava. That's an anime.
1: It's, it's true. They, they reference also a reference lot of, Ghibli. A they lot. reference a lot of anime. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean,
1: it is it, it to the point. It's like the the anime influence on Steven Universe alone makes up enough to be it, an anime. It's an anime,
0: right? It's an anime. They even got I the Gurren on Listen, they have all the all the big ones, and they got the little ones. They got a lot of anime in there.
1: Yeah, it's true. I mean. Even even the premise and the execution of Steven Universe is very much anime. It's it's mm-hmm. in the tradition of anime, even though it it, it looks like a, a Western cartoon.
0: It's secretly an anime in a Western skin.
1: Yeah, it, look. I mean, that sounds kind of spooky, but sure. <laughs> right, like I don't I don't know about this sort of weird <laughs> Hannibal Lecter skinning of Western cartoons, but okay. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's, I I, I will say uh, it's, there's no reason it's not an anime other than the fact that it's not <laughs> made in Japan, but that's not really the, I mean, that's not really the marker of an anime anymore, right? Yeah. Like, I would say that Avatar The Last Airbender is an anime.
0: That's what I was going to reference. It's like, well, it's about as anime as Avatar.
1: Yeah. Which is which is fair i mean it it, i mean someone once okay someone once said this which is that it is like a shonen anime except uh with the core of a shoujo anime which i think is highly accurate Mm. highly accurate it feels i mean it feels very sailor moon yeah there's there's a lot of that to it yeah i think there's at least like four references somewhere, just sort of <laughs> sewed in there. Yeah. And I mean I think I think that the, the definition of, of anime is is opening up and it it shouldn't exclusively be Japanese media, but just I mean, it's it's kinda of funny to say it like this, but it's it's just anything that follows in the tradition of, of anime, right? Mm-hmm. Of what is already considered anime. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're utilizing those aesthetics and those tropes, it's, it's an anime. Sure. Yeah. It's an anime. It's an anime. Steven Universe, it, the anime. If anyone asks you, tell them it's an anime, and if, if they tell you that you're wrong, tell them to come to me, and I'll fight them personally. Oh, jeez. I will <laughs> I will get into a boxing match with them.
0: Megaloboxy.
1: I'm not good at boxing, but I will Megalobox them into next <laughs> Tuesday over this. This is, the, this is the weird hill that I will die on. Oh no! <laughs> because of my my literature background, it's just you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, at at some point, you just stop being a prescriptivist. Yeah, yeah. That's just how it works.
0: <laughs> okay, we'll let you have this.
1: Yes, yes. <laughs> this is mine. My city now. <laughs> it's mine. my city now. <laughs> okay. Well, let's let's talk about. What makes it so good? Because oh, it's good. I mean it is great. it is certainly good.
0: It's a great lighthearted anime. Yep.
1: <laughs> totally totally nothing messed up ever happens and everyone's <laughs> always happy and everything is okay.
0: You a lie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's like the one lie I've told today. <laughs> No, it's. Uh, I mean, there is uh, there is something to be said about the way that it continues moving a narrative forward, even within the cartoon format. Because yeah, and th- this is a thing that wasn't really the case until we got to uh, cartoons like Avatar, which is an anime, and Teen Titans, which is also an anime. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna, you know, I'm I'm just gonna start pointing at random things and be like, "Is this anime? That's anime." <laughs> This is an anime. I'm an anime.
0: I just imagine like an anime blob slowly like spreading its tendrils across everything. It roams across. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah. It is. I mean, it is important to note though that the effect that Japanese animation has had on on Western animation, because before then it's it was pretty rare for an uh, an animation, uh, a cartoon, to have a you know, a forward-moving plot. Hmm. Or even even any kind of real episode-to-episode consistency. Because hmm. before then, cartoons were mostly just, like, jokes or bits or skits, right? Mm. You know, stuff like Looney Tunes or the early animated shorts, which are just, like, set to music, etc., cetera, et cetera. And aside from movies, it was... Uh, Difficult to find anything that had any sort of continuity Between episodes Sure You know, it is, it is important to note That the reason that we have that Is because of anime To a mm-hmm. large extent I mean, that is honestly what I, what I really like About Steven Universe, is that Even though it is, it's a cartoon And even though the episodes Seem to be self-contained 15 minute You know, bits Yeah They all... Connect, and I mean, there are parts of the show that are more involved. Right. And that have, uh, like, an actual plot to them that spans a couple episodes. Like, they have yeah. arcs, which... Yeah, yeah. It, it, it dawns on me that the structure of Steven Universe is quite similar to that of, of something like Gintama. Mm-hmm. Which probably explains why I like it so much.
0: It's like a lot of, si- a lot of uh, silly jokes and funny bits that just kind of compound on each other and get referenced later on uh and then it gets like like struck by these like really serious arcs or moments and then you're like oh my gosh (laughs) have you been building to this this whole time or what
1: (laughs) yeah exactly i mean it's even even the episodes that are are just kind of like throwaway episodes quote-unquote do you have that amount of continuity. It's like, nothing ever goes backwards. They always remember what happens. Right. Which is nice. Like, even the episodes that aren't part of, like, the main plot or whatever still build on the characters or the world or establish something that gets brought up later, which is Mm -hmm. what I really like. And that's, like, something Gintama also does really well.
0: Yes, I agree. Yeah. Um, Like, it just makes me think of, like, you know, they have, like, really silly episodes like uh like when when Jamie decides to become a drama boy, you know? Right. Exactly. But then that continues on like later on.
1: <laughs> yeah, later later he's he's still drama boy, but now he's, he's still drama doing boy. You know, improv comedy, but now everyone's gone, so Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I like I like the the continuity with which the the show moves forward regardless mm-hmm. of if the episode is relevant to the plot at hand or not exactly i think a lot of people can get frustrated with the way that it it runs because of that you know because Mm. there are a lot of episodes that aren't necessarily about a like they're not highly plot relevant right like this is a thing where it's like a it's a vastly different kind of narrative than avatar the last airbender even though they're at their core, about pretty similar things, right? Like, you know, young boy needs to realize his potential to save the world. Mm-hmm. But the way that Avatar works is it's a very tightly written narrative mm-hmm. that doesn't spend a ton of downtime anywhere.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? The, the only real side story, I guess you could you could call it, is... The episode that is the the tales from Bossing say where everyone's just kind of doing their daily routines, and yeah. even that one is like just a really good episode because it it shines light on you know what all the what all the characters are doing, and it ends right. with you know right yeah
0: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no yeah it's it's interesting the the pacing in in Stephen Universe is probably like it's it's kind of like hit or miss for me at times like sometimes it feels so good right especially considering the fact that they are like 15 minute episodes um and then other times because it's 15 minutes um sometimes when they end an episode it feels really abrupt and then the next episode might be like a hard left from that and be like it'll go from like serious plot to like funny shenanigans and you're like wait a minute but that 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 thing that the last episode was about what happened to it and of course they'll eventually revisit it because you know they'd never forget uh but yeah i feel like the pacing is a little more sporadic than something like avatar which um it felt like it had its gradual like uh, inclines and declines you know
1: yeah i mean i i think i would i think i would tend to agree i think the pacing of the show is quite jarring if you're not used to something like that. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, if you've never watched Gintama, yeah, <laughs> which can very much do that, right? The serious arc ends, and all of a sudden, like, oh, we're just goofing around again. Boop,
0: boop, yeah, boop, boop. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that aside, like, I feel like the fact that they do have 15 minute episodes to work with, they they execute it brilliantly. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's it's a lot of work
1: (laughs) i mean it's it is quite impressive because as a as a children's show it does have that sort of additional qualifier to it that is it has to you know grapple with the fact that it's aimed at children Mm -hmm. and i think that it's not a show that is only for children right i think i i think that an adult will find it highly entertaining and and people and they do right? Yeah. But I think that the way that they handle the themes is actually pretty good cuz it it goes into some pretty deep stuff. Yeah. Right? Like it's they never quite and sometimes I I think almost sometimes to a to a frustrating degree they will will touch on how alienated Steven feels from you know, both the gems and and from other humans, right? Mm-hmm. Like sometimes we'll have an episode where he's just like, "But what if?" And you're just like, "Didn't we already go through this, Stephen?" <laughs> but I mean, you know, that's that's what growing up is like. You do sometimes yeah. just regress, and yeah. you just have to deal with it. I I think it's it handles it handles a lot of that stuff really well, and it has like really good messages about love and mm-hmm. friendship and Resisting the tyrannical authoritarian government of a planet of rock Nazis and
0: <laughs> rock Nazis,
1: and uh, you know, don't ruin the environment by husking a planet,
0: yeah, all those I kinds like, of things. Yeah, it's it's uh, some of the themes can be like very like spelled out and like this is what it is, this is what we're teaching you, kind of things, but I feel like those moments are trumped by the just letting the story do its thing let it, letting the characters do their thing without having to spell everything out for you right yeah
1: um, i think i think i would tend to agree
0: yeah like i like the fact that sometimes they teach things about like how i don't know it's okay to feel guilty or uh it's okay to to retreat for a while like those kinds of themes Without necessarily always saying like this is exactly what it is. Sometimes they do because you know it's a kids show and there are important lessons to be learned that maybe, don't husk the planet. Yeah, that maybe kids don't won't understand through subtext. Uh, but yeah, the the fact that they do imply a lot of a lot of valuable meaning, I think is important because kids, you know, sometimes they do need things spelled out for them. Sometimes they don't, you know. And I feel like this show. As a result, as approachable for a lot of people of a lot of ages.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it it people don't give kids enough credit for how perceptive they are. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. They they know and understand a lot more than you think. It's just that you need to be there to guide them. Right. I I think that there's a lot of value in a in a cartoon like this that is aimed at children that you know does grapple with more mature themes. I mean, heck, Avatar was that, and it just Raise an entire generation of weebs. <laughs> no, wait, hang on. That's uh-huh. not the lesson. Uh huh. <laughs> um, no, but, but it was mean, the it, result. It, right, it does. Uh, it, it, because Avatar grapples with, with things like war and what's what's okay and what's not. And, right. you know, there's a lot of a very gray morality there. Yeah. Whereas Steven Universe, I mean, also does that. It's about war and gray morality and terrible things that happen mm-hmm. and husking planets.
0: Mhm. <laughs> You're all about that planet husk. <laughs> I mean, it's just fun
1: to say, planet husk.
0: <laughs> that Nausicaa business.
1: <laughs> Nausicaa business. Yeah, I mean it it does it does take a lot of cues thematically also from from Ghibli.
0: Oh, so many. Yeah.
1: <laughs> And it is it is important to talk about how the sort of central arc of the show is about a young boy Mm -hmm. who is learning that you know it's okay to have feelings and to express them, and love will get you through all these troubles. Don't you worry, son. Just Mm. just rely on the people around you because they will help you. Yeah.
0: Nice. It's so nice, like, the bonds that he has with a lot of the town, with the other crystal gems, with his dad, it's all, like, really, really fleshed out and so good to see, uh, and how all these bonds differ, and also, like, the stark contrast between all of that and his struggle to understand, like, who the frick was his mom, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then yeah. and then you learn and you're like, Oh oh, <laughs> oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's I mean I I should probably ask you this before we go any farther. Did you did you finish? Did you catch up? Yes. Yes. Okay, I'm all good. caught up. Wow. <laughs> I'm I'm highly impressed. There is quite a lot of it, even if they are shorter episodes.
0: You know, I would have gotten all the way through it if there was autoplay.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's. I'm sorry. It's just. I wish there was an easy place to, no, to do no, that. No, no. I would. I would have watched it again if if that were the case. <laughs> uh, but unfortunately, I was not able to. Yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah. It is quite nice that we get a show where the main character is is a boy, but you know, all of the people that he looks up to, and you know, all his role models, basically all his parents are like you know women mhm um or at least at least female presenting figures which is an important distinction that we'll we'll touch on later yeah but it is i mean it's it's nice which is like kind of the only way that i can put it that we even get a show like this right because it's just so it's just so different approach wise than a lot of other i mean even even anime right because most yeah. anime is pretty set in its ways about what it's going to would be about like if it's a shonen anime. Oh, with the power of hot-blooded friendship, you'll make your way through this by punching yeah. everybody in the face to it, death.
0: I I it's it's refreshing in that way. That's so right. different. Right. whereas, you know,
1: Steven <laughs> Universe is Yeah. Uh, I will I will punch you in the face, but only to protect my friends.
0: And, with and, love.
1: Right, and, <laughs> and and to the point, like, Steven doesn't even punch anybody. He, he only has a shield. His only weapon is, yeah. his only weapon, quote-unquote, is a shield, right?
0: It's a shield and a spiky bubble and, yeah, and a regular bubbles. bubble and smooches. <laughs> healing yeah, smooches. Healing
1: smooches. Healing
0: smooches. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's wonderful to see because with a lot of anime and not, I mean, not even just anime, just a lot of, Cartoons that feature uh, male protagonists or even female protagonists. It's like the role models are almost always men, right? Where it'll be like some teacher who's a dude or some rival who's a dude. Uh, I mean, every now and then they'll have like a female role model, but a lot of times she ends up being sexualized or something like that or Or, something.
1: Here's my favorite one. Where she's like, I'm doing this for my dad.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's like, like for female protagonists, they'll 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 have a male motivation, right? Or it's like, oh, I want to be like this commander guy, or I want to be like this. You know, it's it's terrible, and (laughs) and it's like every every female has to be like either a love interest or a mom. Or some kind of like motivation, like tragic motivation for the male character to move forward, right? And and beat up the bad guy. Uh, And so it's really nice to see this kind of story where he has all of these like diverse... Uh, role models and then not only that but a lot of them are female and they're not there to just you know further his backstory or motivation or whatever to accomplish whatever goal it is to defeat the villain they're there to be his family and to also get their own agendas done right
1: yeah yeah <laughs> I mean to to the point It. Uh, I was thinking about how I watched John Wick 2 recently Mm. And I had never, I've never seen John Wick one. I still haven't seen it, <laughs> but his wife is dead, but that's not why he's going for revenge. It's because his wife gave him a puppy yes. and then gangsters <laughs> killed his puppy. Yes.
0: <laughs> Wait, wasn't that the first one?
1: Yes, that's the first one.
0: Okay. 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 Yeah. I still, yeah, still haven't seen
1: it, but I know that he basically just kills everyone yes. over a puppy. Yes. Which, that's the I whole mean, first movie. To be fair, that is somewhat refreshing. No, yeah, it definitely was. I was like,
0: <laughs> "Oh my god, he's killing all these gangsters over the puppy that his wife gave him."
1: Right. Oh. It's like this. This. This is a different kind of man pain. This is. This is you killed my dog, yeah. which is a universal pain that everyone realizes.
0: Yeah, he didn't and even it, like the puppy at first, and then he got he started loving it and taking care of it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's very, it it is nice, you know, very important that we get a show focused around that, around essentially coming into and learning love and softness and caring, right? Mm -hmm. And I I really like that those are the core themes of the show, even though it is a show about uh, an an imperial colonial f- space force that husks planets.
0: Right. Like kills it's... everyone on them. <laughs> exactly. It's amazing how far the show exemplifies compassion through Steven, right? Like there's yeah. not a single person, not a single enemy who he hasn't tried to befriend or tried to understand or has, uh, in essence, given up on. Like there are times when he's pushed into like a really precarious situation, like uh, when he was stuck in the bubble, flowing through space with Ruby, right? The one, the one with the the eye in the socket. Yeah. Uh, and he felt horrible at, at the aftermath of what happened, uh, and it haunted him, right? And the stuff with Bismuth too. And then in the end, he was still able to come around and and basically forgive them for trying to kill him and, and trying to invite them to be friends with him again. Like, There's an awful
1: lot of awful things we could be thinking of, but for just one day, let's only think about mm-hmm. yeah. uh,
0: it, it shows that, you know, not everyone is just like a black and white villain that just needs to be destroyed forever and then your life will be better, right?
1: Yeah, I I also just, I like that most of the gems just come around. It's just like, yeah. You can join the crystal gems
0: too. Yeah, and they're like,
1: but they're like, but <laughs> I'm evil.
0: No, yeah. you're not. And okay. It's like you. This is the only problem that you got going on, and we'll figure it out together. And they're like, okay, we'll try. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, we we talked about how sporadic the plot is, but overall, it's actually quite good. It, it is goes good. Some wild, wild places. It. I, you would you would not be able to tell from the first episode because the first episode is like super a cartoon,
0: <laughs> and then
1: you know episode fifty is like you're dealing with the horrifying abomination that is created by the corpses of a hundred dead soldiers roaming the hospital, and <laughs> you're just like, well, we've certainly come far.
0: Yeah, the way they start in the beginning is so, like, it's so so unassuming. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, because you start out with Steven, who's, like, hasn't gained mastery of his powers, and all he wants to do is go out with the Crystal Gems on their missions and to fight and stuff. And you don't exactly know what the Crystal Gems are out there doing, but you just know that Steven is one of them and wants to prove himself, right? And then it just develops from that to... Steven is basically being acknowledged as their leader and then they're going on wild space adventures and fighting against the rock Nazis. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> it's amazing.
1: <laughs> it's it's true. I mean it it is it is quite well written. Yes. It is quite well written. It's I mean, amazing. The pacing will trip good. you up sometimes, but Yeah. But let's talk about characters. Let's talk about characters. Ah, the characters. So, so good. So yes. gay. Yes. Who's your favorite?
0: <laughs> Who isn't my favorite?
1: <laughs> Who is your favorite? Uh,
0: you know, I I you know I I have to say that in the beginning I did not expect to like her because. She was a bad guy, but I freaking love Paradot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I kind of had a, I kind of had a feeling that you would. Yeah,
0: you know, yeah, <laughs> you could see it from a while away, right? Because she, they of course portray her as such, right? That she's just like a, a, almost robotic. You know, I'm here to husk your planet. Right. Give, give me the goods, kind of uh, character, and then surely the Steven magic works itself. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's true. Yeah, it, and it's it's wonderful. And now she's just a big old nerd who likes aliens and and teen dramas. And it's so I mean, it's, it's, it,
1: I do. I love that the arc of it is that she just becomes this like weird gremlin shit shitlord. Yes, <laughs> I love her so much. I I think this is very fair. I think I think she has one of the uh, like a, one of the really good arcs too. Like yeah. I mean I, w- I honestly I would say that like any character that goes through any amount of character development has a really good arc.
0: Yeah, but yeah, pa- absolutely. Peridot is
1: one of them. Mhm.
0: Yeah. I like lo- I like her a lot. I mean, I lo- I love a lot of the characters like they all have really good arcs.
1: Yeah, it's true.
0: Yeah, I got really frustrated with like the whole Sadie Lars thing for a long time and now it's now it's better. So I'm fine. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, the I mean, beginning was so toxic, I was like, ooh this hurts me. <laughs> and then now it's like, okay, they're growing up and they're starting to learn what actual, you know, affection is and how you should actually treat another human being.
1: I, I mean I do love how the the relationships between other characters grow and change through this through the show, even yeah. if they're not yeah. strictly about Steven.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: I'd actually say that like, I really like Lars's arc, too. I think his he has arc, probably though. one of the best ones.
0: Oh, my gosh. I was like, yeah. this guy. Like, every time.
1: <laughs> every time. And then you're like, oh, you're, you're doing your best, buddy.
0: Yeah. Doing your best. He really came around in the last
1: season. Like,
0: really hardcore. Yeah, really, really hard. It felt like they were building up his his thing for, like, a long time until they were like, now
1: <laughs> Right. They're just like it's time.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it felt this, great.
1: <laughs> this is for you people who like Lars. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's nice because mm-hmm. like boy, even even if even though we get Steven, right, and mm-hmm. he's like the central character and it's all about him growing up and, and stuff like that, we still get to see characters like Lars shed all of these, you know, awkward anxieties and uh, toxic ideas and... Yeah. ...become nice people. <laughs>
0: become yeah, yeah. Become
1: fully, fully-fledged people.
0: Yeah, they they approach that with, like, a lot of different types of people, which I like, like... You you learn things about like Onion for example, right? Who's yeah. like this weird, dangerous kid and then you find out oh he really does appreciate his friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Onion. <laughs> Onion. <laughs> And, and then you find kid. out the cool kids are actually—they're really—they're—they're
1: they're dope. Like they're really nice and cool. Yeah,
0: <laughs> they're nice. They're open-minded and cool.
1: <laughs> like I—I I actually really love that because it. Yeah. I mean, a lot of a lot of the work in Steven Universe goes to deconstruct these kind of ideas that are present in in Western pop culture, right? Yeah. Like the cool kids aren't just some uncaring cool kids, right? They're actually nice, caring, open-minded people.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then they like They do have that uh, That one rich kid
1: Oh that Kevin? Bag. Yeah Yeah he's a jerk Yeah <laughs> But I mean Even he's like not The worst by the time Yeah he's
0: Yeah exactly He like, Even he gets a, even. A, a mini Episode or whatever to, to show that he has Good qualities too <laughs> Yeah
1: I mean he's Like Yeah it is just like You you learn I mean he's just like A shitty teenager Yeah and he's still trying to trying to learn how to deal with that. Which mm-hmm. <laughs> goodbye, Kevin, forever. <laughs> yeah, I, and I mean, I I would say uh, even <laughs> I mean, it's it's funny that even Mayor Dewey finds something that he likes. Even Mayor Dewey.
0: Oh my god, I loved
1: it. Because <laughs> his entire sort of point was just, I am the mayor, I do mayor yeah, things, yeah. and then he's useless. But then he's just yeah. like, well, okay. I guess I'm not mayor anymore.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then Steven, like, helps him, like, figure out, okay, so what exactly was it that you liked about being mayor? And he's just like, I just liked seeing, like, all the townsfolk happy and, you know, going to work in the morning and stuff like that. And they'd be happy to see me, like, that kind of thing. And then they, Steven boiled it down. He's just like, well, you could do all that. At the donut shop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you could be the donut man. Yeah, and then he
0: took it on and made it his own. I loved it. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's 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 a very wholesome show. Yeah. <laughs> but let's talk about my favorite character. Yeah, what's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Sorry. <laughs> I think I think this is something that people who know me can see a mile away, but my favorite character is Lapis Lazuli.
0: Lapis Lazuli. You fled into the bottom of the sea. Oh, freaking of course. She was going to be my second.
1: My second mention. Yes. <laughs> oh, I just... I can't not, you know? Dude, me too, though. <laughs> just like... oh, er- I think everything about her character is handled so well.
0: It's it's handled, like, really freaking well. Like, I feel like the only reason why she isn't my my top fave is because, like, there were parts when I was like... I was supposed to be annoyed with her, and I was right. Mm-hmm. Like, like that yeah. whole part of her story, like played so well for me that I was just like, "Man, I really am frustrated with you right now." But I know I'm supposed to be because this is all this is all part of the story, and and it's 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 valuable yeah. to your your character development, stuff like that. And and then like when it did finally come around, I was like, "Yes, good, yes." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just I love I love that. You know, she's a character that is around. Yeah. Uh, right. After she's initially introduced and she's yeah. initially in- introduced as, as an antagonist. You know, she's going to yes. steal all the water, kill all those people. Yeah. By by stealing all the water. Yeah. Um, But, <laughs> she, you know, even even she she comes around. I mean, of course, not before like the whole, uh, you know, I'm going to forcefully fuse and then we're just going to be locked in this toxic death tango for a while.
0: Dude, like that whole the way that they addressed all of that and the aftermath of it was amazing. Like,
1: yeah, I mean, whole, it's like it's,
0: her trauma. Oh my yeah,
1: god! I I think I think like Lapis Leslie is probably the most traumatized character in in the show. Yeah, and they they treat it with such sensitivity. Yep, and and care that yep. it really goes a long way to not making it feel cheap right like yeah. there are there are parts where you feel really frustrated with her but you can understand yes, why yes you always she's doing, understand
0: right? yep yep yep
1: you know it's like uh, it's like she never forgets her trauma even after mm-hmm. she becomes uh i mean part technically like part of part of the group right yeah And I really liked that, you know, she and Peridot come to to, come to care for each other on this weird farm.
0: On their farm. (laughs) And they just like the meat morphs and their pumpkin dog. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I love that they don't magic wand it away. Right. Like just because Steven is amazing and he gets her to come around with his speeches and his love and all and passion and kindness and whatnot it doesn't change the fact that she was traumatized and she carries that with her mm-hmm. and uh i love the the gradual growth and change that you see in her even though she doesn't have like a whole lot of screen time you see her change bit by bit each time she's in a scene and like the way that they handled the whole like like jasper trying to get her to come back oh
1: my god
0: i was like yeah oh god <laughs>
1: I mean, it's, it is, it is so important that Lapis Lazuli is a character that is like traumatized and then essentially enters like a metaphorically toxic relationship because, you know, fusing, fusing is like a metaphor for relationship is really great. Yes. I love it. Yes. And I love that the, the relationships will make you stronger or weaker or will control you or whatever. Right. Mm -hmm. All that sort of stuff, and you know after sh- after she leaves, and Jasper's like, you know like you know come come back, come back yeah, it was, it great. was so
0: good with us. we were it better was so as a good team. and is like what the change. fuck are you I was talking like, about? oh my God, they're getting too real right now
1: <laughs> yeah it's it's too su- it's super real, right? It's just oh, like jeez
0: like i got I got the cold chills during that whole episode, man, I was like
1: <laughs> yeah I, like. I I think it's just on 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 average every time something was happening with Lapis Lazuli it was probably like the the closest that I got to like tearing up. Yeah, yeah. Because I I think she has some of the most impactful scenes. Yep. Like emotionally,
0: I especially love you know in this past the the latest season, um, in which you know she is about to leave I again right and then steve steven's on the moon base with her or whatever and and she I addresses the fact like yeah i know you should, this, right? you should be used to this right you should be me, used me, to me leaving despite everything because i'm scared and i cannot ever 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 let this trauma take me again
1: then i see the colors fading gentleness of light escaping Shadows of my fear invading, have I seen this
0: all before? It harkens to the fact that, you know, the the writers are extremely aware of how they write her and how her arc has been so far pacing-wise, like, you know, something bad happens, she gets involved, terrible things happen to her, and then she has to bounce. And it keeps repeating over and over for her again, and she wants to break the cycle so badly to the point where she's so self aware of what's happening and then in the end she manages to break it herself and it it comes around so rewardingly.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean it's it's nice because it, it it ultimately comes down to it's her choice to come back. Yep. Right? It's not Stephen's like, come back and she's like, exactly. okay. It's it's she's she's left already and has decided yes. that, you know, she Wants to be, you know, with people.
0: Yes. Uh, I think it It would have, like, we would have not been too surprised if she came back because of Stevens, you know, urging her to come back, you know, saying that we can be anything, friendship and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the fact that she did end up leaving anyway and then came back of her own volition without, you know, anyone else telling her to i think is way more powerful
1: yeah i would agree i think yeah. i mean i uh, god that just that scene where she comes back i was like i oh. <laughs> you know i was like you came
0: oh. back the deepest gasp you came
1: back oh yeah. it's so rewarding it's so rewarding it's
0: so rewarding <laughs> yeah, I,
1: I, I think if there's there's any word that i can i can use to describe steven universe it's just it's it's very rewarding to Mm -hmm. watch um, like
0: the investment that you put into it will pay off
1: (laughs) yeah right it it comes back around yeah (laughs) i just i love him i love all
0: the babies all the colorful babies
1: (laughs) do you have a favorite fusion
0: a favorite fusion uh Oh no, Garnet!
1: <laughs> I mean, I, yeah, I was gonna say I like Alexandra because she's just a big monster lady. Yeah, but I also just really like Garnet.
0: I just love Garnet. <laughs>
1: she's just so good.
0: She's so good, and she exemplifies all the fusionness, and she takes fusion so seriously. And now she's married.
1: <laughs> yeah, and now she's married. That—that's actually what I really—I I really liked that about Garnet is that, um, you know in In the latest season, I think it's the latest season, I don't actually know the distinction between the seasons because I binged like four <laughs> seasons once, yeah, and then I binged the last one, yeah, or maybe it was three and two or whatever yeah. I don't know some combination of it I just mm-hmm. I only watch it in sittings, yeah, but yeah i I like that there was an episode um it's not even not even just an episode, but like a a couple episodes like two episodes where it you know it is ruby and sapphire uh disagreeing and getting into mm-hmm. an argument and, and yeah. not being fused and i love that it's it is this portrayal of you know a relationship is is a thing that you you build together so if you're not you know in agreement anymore uh it, it doesn't necessarily work and mm-hmm. you can have been together for a really long time and yeah. still disagree on some things to the point where, you know, you will unfuse. Mm-hmm. But even then, if if you work through it, you know, if you still feel like that, right, if you still right. agree, you can you can fuse again.
0: Right. Their Their relationship is so good to watch because it is like, a really great example of a healthy relationship in in this show is that, yeah, they fight and they disagree and they'll yell at each other, they'll run away or whatever, but they never stop caring about each other, right? They don't... Right. Uh, they, like, when the fighting is all said and done, they panic because they're like, oh, my gosh, I've been away from you for so long. I'm sorry. Like, I you know, I didn't mean to yell. I shouldn't have said this or that or the other, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And I love that we get examples of, of both healthy and unhealthy relationships in this show. You know?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like the, the stark difference between um, Malachite as like, you know, both of these people are chaining each other down mm-hmm. and they're not good for each other and yeah. they're not like talking. Yeah. Right? And and Garnet, who says, I'm a conversation, right? Like, yeah. The fact, the fact that Garnet is the result of of the you know love between Ruby and Sapphire, and also the fact that you know she says "I'm a conversation," right? It it says something very important, which is that you know a relationship is is a dialogue. It's yeah. it is a, a continuing dialogue, and yep. you know you can't stop talking mm-hmm. if you if you want it to be. Like if you want it to continue right like you have to you have to talk about stuff right, yeah, and even even if you're even if you disagree and you you split, you know you can still renegotiate, and even if it's not like the same relationship or it could be the same, right it's like yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: I feel like there's there's so many different types of relationships and and characters that you are bound to identify with at least one of them. <laughs> Yeah and I mean, I, uh I, I think that's what that's what makes this show have such a strong cast.
1: I also really like that the show isn't just about, you know, romantic love, right? It's Yeah. Stephen feels so much love for everyone around him. Yeah. And it's it's about like the familial love between him and his dad. Mhm. You know, it's it's obviously about the the different kinds. I mean, even the different kinds of like romantic love, right? Like yeah. the the kind between uh Pearl and uh Rose. Yeah. And between Ruby and Sapphire is the nature of the, of those relationships is different. Yeah. Just as the relationship of um Rose Quartz and and Greg's relationship was different. Yeah. And also different from Steven and Connie's mm-hmm, right mhm it's like it, there is there's a real emotional like a real honest emotional intimacy in the relationships between these characters that feels very good to watch very good very good <laughs> to watch yeah yeah i mean i love greg
0: greg is so good
1: <laughs> i i love that he is the kind of like stereotypically dopey and incompetent father but at the end of the day right like he still loves his son greatly and does everything for him yeah right you know every everything that he does is is for for his sake and mm-hmm. he's he's always there and i mean also like i love that he has like this great sense of of boundaries right like oh yeah when steven doesn't really want to talk to him you know he he doesn't really uh, try to push that you know he's just like okay but like you know if you want to talk i'll be here yeah which is great i mean it's like we just it's such he's such a good dad he's such a good dad
0: he's a really good dad like i love that by his character design he he looks like like some beach hippie that you would write off right he he owns a car wash whatevs but like this is a pure man, like <laughs> heart of gold, like yeah. would do anything for his son. Is such a good person. Like he's he's a great character.
1: Yeah, I I also love that he just like becomes a millionaire. He's like, well,
0: I know he's secretly a millionaire.
1: <laughs> I guess I'll um, I guess I'll just rebuild my car wash. Yeah, <laughs> it's better now. I, I have a sign. Everything. I love it. Oh, yeah. I I love that that it's, I mean that's that's the difference between Steven Universe and another cartoon, right? Like in in another cartoon, all the money would have been taken away from him by the end to keep the, right. the continuity of, of of nothing, because like a lot of cartoons are zero sum games. Exactly. But in Steven Universe, he's just he just has that money now.
0: It's just like part of the story. <laughs> right. He's just
1: he's still, he's still the same. He still looks like I mean his character design is made to look like like a deadbeat, right? But, yeah. He's just nice he's and such a pleasant. good guy. Yeah, he's he lives just out of his car, guy.
0: and it's NBD. He's still able to take care of his son just fine.
1: <laughs> right, like he's he's a millionaire, but he still lives in his car because, like you know, in, in, his, like, why in not? his van. He just yeah. he loves his van. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Positive. Positive. Feel all around. Very wholesome show.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh,
1: let's let's talk about the music.
0: Yeah, the music is everywhere. We <laughs> cannot
1: not talk about the music.
0: Yes,
1: it's honestly that good. Yeah, it it's like it's like Broadway or like a Disney Disney movie where <laughs> they're singing. Except, yeah. you know, it's it's just good. Like it's I mean, yeah. not to say Broadway and Car- uh, and Disney aren't good. <laughs> like they are good. They're very yeah. good actually. Yeah, yeah. they make quite a lot of money because they're yeah. so good. But it's—I feel like it's rare that we actually get a cartoon that's also like a musical. Yeah, and it's, it's not like every day. But all of the music in in general is just very good. Even the background tracks.
0: Yes, I agree. It's 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 lovely because it because all the music permeates throughout this whole series. There's a certain candidness to it, right? Yeah. Like it's some of it is just like Stephen like singing and, and and plucking an instrument or life and death and love and birth and peace and war on the planet earth or it's greg singing about his past or i could never be i could never be i could never be ready
1: for this
0: or it's that one you know episode where they treated the whole thing like like actual broadway <laughs> right when right. when that's, when Greg gets the money, you know yeah, that's one of the
1: that's one of the best episodes with one of the best songs.
0: I know. Oh my god. It's over, it isn't so it? It's
1: so good.
0: Yes, it's so good. Uh it's over,
1: isn't it? isn't it? Isn't it? Isn't it over? You won and she chose you, and she loved you, and she's gone. It's over, isn't it? Why can't I move? On.
0: Not all of the songs are like, you know, uh, mm, was it like, profe- like like ridiculously well-produced Disney or whatever, but right, yeah. they are all so ridiculously charming and so telling of the characters that sing them that, uh, that I think the candidness itself is very, like, it's, it's characteristic. It's, uh, it's yeah. a hallmark of the show.
1: I I think to a to a great extent, you know, the music, yeah, isn't actually that that overly produced. It's yeah. It, I mean, it, honestly, there's something like charmingly amateurish about it. Exactly. Right? Yeah. There's there's something that's kind of um like it it is it's there's there's a striking honesty to it, right? Mm-hmm, it's very mm-hmm. heartfelt, you know. Yep. Yep. Because, like, a lot of the music is, is written by Rebecca Sugar herself, so... No. Yeah, so it's like, you know, if obviously it's going to have a, a really good connection to the show, like a, a mm-hmm. good tie-in, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, the music really is kind of like the, the heart of the show, in a yeah. way, right? Because not, not only does it come in and... Uh it, it's like really good, right? And it's like very fitting for the scene. But it's also like, I mean, it, it feels very much like the show comes from the music,
0: right? Mm.
1: Like aesthetically, it seems it seems to have been built from the aesthetics of the music because they're just so well intertwined. Like even all of the like calming background tracks, like the little twinkles, right? Yeah. Like all of all of it is very, very good at setting the aesthetic of Steven Universe as a show right. that's very, I mean, for lack of a better word, it's very soft.
0: Yeah, it feels like the like both the visuals, the story, um, and then additionally the music, they're all co-created c- together versus um, versus post-production kind of thing, right? Where the music might yeah. come in at the end or the music might be at the beginning for like pacing reasons and then they'll do the visuals you know whatever uh but in this series it feels because they all fit together so well it all feels like they were organically created together
1: if this makes any sense it's it's like the rhythm of of the music sets the the pace for the show yeah absolutely plus all the voice acting is really good it's, it's actually good. great it's the actually voice acting amazing. is
0: yeah freaking fantastic and all the babies singing their hearts out is so good. Ugh.
1: <laughs> also, can I just can I just say I really appreciated the Zircon's. Yeah, because it's it's just one big Phoenix Wright reference, man. It is <laughs> like it, the blue, underprepared, spiky lawyer that can't come up with anything, but accidentally stumbles onto like the greatest conspiracy of all time. This is the right. defense lawyer. <laughs> it's it's like oh. I mean it is a reference that is like not necessarily super in your face. Yeah. But it's I mean, it's it's effective. It's part of of the the narrative and the, the world itself and yeah. the the aesthetics. Like it is integrated into the show instead of just being kind of like a throwaway joke. You're just like, mm-hmm. oh I get it, it's a nice turny thing, right? Yeah. But because it's like, oh no, these are actually just like, you know, court lawyers in the royal court, so... Yeah. Yep, and the blue one is also, like, the helpless defense lawyer that doesn't know anything,
0: that yep. is also
1: taking on a task that is, like, way too great for them. I'm like, that's Phoenix Wright! I love him!
0: <laughs> yes, they didn't have to yell objection all over the place to reference Phoenix Wright.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that... that that See, that that's the thing that feels, like, really good. You're like, ah, oh, yeah. Phoenix Wright. I get it. I get it. Yeah. It mean, it also shows you how to use references effectively, right? It's yeah. like you know you you, you want to integrate it in a way that it feels you know meaningful because mm-hmm. that I mean aside from aside from like the initial like oh my god that's Phoenix right you have the oh wait this is a very serious situation
0: <laughs> Yep. <laughs> and
1: the way that it marries those two is, is very good and it you is know there's good. there's obviously like lots of anime references sprinkled in there many. Many, many. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, cool. let's talk about the animation.
0: Animation. It's pretty, it's pretty good. I, yeah, uh, I like it's,
1: it. It's a little weird sometimes.
0: Sometimes the, it can be a little off point, but... <laughs> the, the
1: characters are, are somewhat, at this point, infamously known to be off model, depending <laughs> on the episode. Like, per- honestly, Peridot is, like, two feet tall at this point, and even without her, like, limb extenders, she's not usually supposed to be that small. <laughs> But I think they've just given up. They're just like, we're just gonna keep making her smaller until
0: Smaller, smaller until
1: you know, she's just an ant.
0: It's gonna be part of the story.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be part of the story. Definitely, one (laughs) hundred percent.
0: I don't I don't know about
1: that one. I don't know about that one. The characters look vastly different from episode to episode.
0: Yeah, they do. It's okay.
1: (laughs) Pearl is one of the characters that has like some of the most variants.
0: <laughs>
1: like some of some of the early early photos of of Pearl look quite funny. Mm. It's like a hey, hey. yeah. Hey. <laughs> Let's talk about the gays, <laughs> which I I wrote here, yeah. And I do mean that. Let's yes. talk about the gays. Yeah, it's very gay. Uh huh. And it's very important that it's very gay and for children. And will inspire many children to... I'm just kidding. (laughs) Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-huh. Well, okay. I I will say it is important that children get the image that this is okay considering how, you know, our culture is so heteronormative. Yes. You know, it's important that we have depictions of non-heteronormative relationships. Yes. Which is, I mean, that's for a show that is basically about relationships and how great they are right Mm -hmm. like that's very important too Mm -hmm. um it i think that the wedding between ruby and sapphire was great i'd rather think about and i almost cried (laughs) because it was so beautiful oh (laughs) but i i also think that the way that it was done was ingenious yeah because um, so if you don't know, uh, Ruby and Sapphire are the the two characters that form Garnet. Yeah. Rip spoilers.
0: We spoiled so much already.
1: That's true. And sorry, I was just thinking about how we should probably put a spoiler warning at the start.
0: Oh. I'll do we that. We spoil later. every show that we talk about, soup.
1: Yeah, I know. I guess. I guess it's at this point. It's just like an implicit <laughs> thing, All right? We're just going to spoil it.
0: I mean, have you listen to our devil man cry baby? <laughs>
1: Yeah, but definitely, Crabby is only ten episodes,
0: and we spoiled all of them.
1: (laughs) I mean, yes. Okay. Anyway, uh, Uh, it it, I I love the fact that Ruby, who is the more masculine one, is the one in the dress.
0: Yes, and Sapphire wore the tux.
1: (laughs) Because it's it it proves without a a speck of doubt that you know they're gay. They're gay. (laughs) They gay. Yeah, I I learned this from I learned this from somebody, uh, my friend in in Vienna, who told me that apparently in in certain dubs of Steven Universe, uh, they've changed one of the voice actors to be male, I guess, for I'm going to guess Ruby, because that's like the probably the character they can get away with. Right. So um, this episode will be fun for them.
0: Yeah. What are they going to (laughs) do?
1: Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, it. I I love that and the and the fact I mean okay thank you Rebecca Sugar God bless you <laughs> because not not only is she the first woman to create a show on Cartoon Network she came out as a non-binary woman so she's the first non-binary person to create a show on Cartoon Network
0: Take wow that. not only is she the first female but she's also the first non non-binary
1: yes non-binary wow
0: person.
1: yeah it, I mean. It, it is also it is also important to note that because it it suddenly makes sense why all the gems are you know non-binary gender non-conforming but female presenting because it's it is suddenly less like um, like a I mean okay so it, it is it is important right like and we've we've talked about this how it's important to get content from from diverse creators right this is pretty much the same thing. Yeah, where it suddenly makes sense why why all the gems are like that, mm-hmm. and and it's because it's it's Rebecca Sugar's way of of you know putting representation for people like you know herself in exactly, and and then you know they're all lesbians so that's great.
0: <laughs> it's it it just goes to show like we might not have I mean we we wouldn't have Steven Universe if we didn't give a platform or a voice to people who are, you know, non-conformative or non-heteronormative or whatever, whatever you want to to say or or to label the other as, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Uh
0: and how important it is, like you said, for us to have a wide array of creators. Because we get different types of messages, we get different types of representation that you just would not see.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's also great just because I'm sure that Rebecca Sugar has fought tooth and nail for all all this.
0: <laughs> like
1: I don't, I I doubt any of this was even remotely easy. Right. It's like I want to make a soft show about a boy learning to grapple with his feelings, and all his role models are lesbians. Yeah, and then the Lesbian investors aliens. be
0: like, please.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, excuse. <laughs>
0: excuse,
1: excuse, excuse me, and then like you know, in in related sort of uh news like Rebecca Sugar is responsible for you know a lot of adventure time. Oh. Which is another show that's actually structurally quite similar in that it's like, you know, the it's it's in the form of a cartoon, but it actually has like a forward moving narrative. Mind you, I haven't watched all of it, but all I know is that the two lesbians in that show get actually married too. Oh and that couldn't that couldn't have happened unless Rebecca Sugar fought for that tooth and nail and also made <laughs> Steven Universe to make it okay. So thank you. Thank you for lesbians everywhere. And non-binary people everywhere.
0: And everywhere. children,
1: and children who are inevitably going to watch this and be like, "Whoa, I feel those feelings."
0: Oh, babies.
1: Yeah. I mean, this this is the value of of representation especially in in children's shows because it like children more so than anyone else can be very um impressionable. Right. Yeah. And so, if mm-hmm. they don't see people on on screens that look like them, right, it it can be very damaging to to their sense of identity, to their sense of self, right, you know, to their mental health. Right. So it, it's important that we validate this.
0: Absolutely. It. Yeah. It's yeah. it's it's like you know parents will you know, when they're raising their children will say things like oh you can be whatever you want to be or you could. Uh, like whatever it is that you want to like, but then all of the media that they're surrounded by isn't them, right?
1: <laughs> right. Like, if your parents tell you something's okay, but the world tells you it's not, then, you know, you're going to think one way and not the other.
0: Exactly. Like, I can't imagine how many disillusioned children there are, you know, as as they're growing up, they realize, oh, all these these happy childhood memories that I had about, you know, how endless the world can be in terms of possibilities is actually extremely narrow because the world says that I can't do this or be that. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like media like this, which, you know, it, it it's slowly shifting our society into a more open mindset will make you know our future generations feel more like they belong, and they don't have to be a certain way just to feel like they can live in like among other people
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it learning starts early, and you will carry that that bias through the rest of your life, um, yeah unless it is sufficiently challenged, so yeah, you know shows like this do the work of of laying the groundwork for acceptance of of people that aren't like them Mm -hmm. so yeah it is it is important especially especially for a children's show to have representation of marginalized groups and people that aren't necessarily you know just straight people like straight white people yeah (laughs) all right kids be gay Throw if off the shackles of your authoritarian government. If you want to be gay, you can be gay.
0: <laughs> you can be wherever you want to be. And Rebecca Sugar gives you the thumbs up.
1: <laughs> be gay and resist Probably. authority. Oh my god. <laughs> throw off the shackles of your oppressive government. Be your true self. It'll be okay, Sue. <laughs> It'll be okay. It'll. I think... I think... Well, okay, I can't say that yet, but... I hope it will be okay.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right. Well, I think I think that's it. I think we we've, we've talked all about all about the show. Yeah. Where can we find you on the internet?
0: I'm on the internet at Swan Drawn on Twitter and Tumblr and Facebook and Twitch and on Instagram at Swan Dot Drawn. I will be working on commission work this weekend, and I have been playing butt-tons of Yakuza Kiwami 2, so (laughs) if you want to see any of that, just uh, come on over to Twitch or Twitter and and say hi.
1: (laughs) Nice, nice, nice.
0: Yeah. What about you, Soup?
1: You can find me on all the places at Literal Soup. If I'm on a place, it's there.
0: Yay!
1: This week... Or this, I guess this next coming two weeks, I, or whatever amount of time it will have been, Mm -hmm. I I will be, you know, chugging along doing school. I will be probably editing podcasts until my ears bleed. Oh. And uh, (laughs) I will at some point be driving back down to the Uniqlo to pick up my tailored pants because it just takes forever, I guess. Whoa. Whoa. I drove down today to to get some pants but they only have one size in terms of length right so they only stock 34 length and so you have to get them tailored but they tailor it for you for either for free or for five dollars depending on whether the hem is invisible or not i guess that's good but yeah it means that i have to go pick it up later which means I will probably go on the weekend, mm-hmm. but by the time that this episode comes out, I will probably have already had those pants. So You'll be wearing them. I will be wearing them, and it will be great <laughs> and comfortable and great. And I can't think of anything else. So I think I think that I think that does it. Akechi Goro, eat your fucking heart out.
0: Oh, but we gotta accept it. Rebecca Sugar no. would want it.
1: <laughs> no, nobody likes Akechi. No,
0: no nobody <laughs> A catchy representation.
1: <laughs> Nobody. He's he's unredeemable. He's he's unredeemable. Represent the unredeemable. <laughs> no. He's just the worst. <laughs> if I could begin to be half of what you think of me, I could do about anything. I could even learn how to love. When I see way you act wondering when i'm coming back i could do about anything i could even learn how to love